Dark save for light being cast from the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning. Hey, George. Hey, Lions. I'm in your house. This is like like the fifth fifth episode that started like that. with that. Yeah, well, because I mean, I figure that that's how we let people know, you know, and yeah. and 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 because. They're, there may be some type of a gag at some point in the episode where it doesn't make any sense. It's like, don't they normally do this remotely? And then all of a sudden you hear like, <laughs> and then, you know, like, I, so I believe that I'm definitely going to have to edit that yeah. out by the way. Cause it was so loud. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so I believe, uh, the, like the, the two white guys podcasting. Yeah. The idea is that, uh, we, and the third member the audience, right. Plus Mike, who's quiet. Um, we're all just hanging out talking, right. Right. So, uh, placing either zero emphasis on our location or all the emphasis on our location, like shatters the illusion, right? So it's gotta be at any moment, anyone listening to this has to believe they could just turn their head and see us because Mm -hmm. they're at the table having the conversation with that's the whole conceit. Okay. So then in that case, then the reason why I say it is because normally we do it in my house, but this time I'm in your house. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. But uh, I, you know, I think that outside of uh, being in your home, we played a video. No. Uh, oh, wait. Yes. Oh. Do you remember the name of that video game? Because you have now asked me. No, don't look it up. You now asked me three times what the name was. Attack on Titan. And you, Titan li- Force. you have literally already forgotten, have you? Yep. <laughs> it's Attack something. No, it's not. It's Freedom Planet. <laughs> I, when I, told, I don't know why I can't keep the name in my head on yeah. this Dude, 15 minutes ago, when you were like, what was it? What was the name again? Well, I can't, I keep it straight. And as soon as I said, it's Freedom Planet, in the back of my mind, it was, and then he forgot. Yeah, because I wrote it down. I don't, <laughs> I don't keep things in my head that I write down. No, because Teddy played this with me and, and he, he said, oh, dad, we should play that game. What is it? And I just said, Attack on Titan. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is the first thing that just popped into my head. It's like, cool, I want to play Attack on Titan. Okay. Okay, buddy. Um, so yeah, we played Freedom Planet. Um, so this game came out uh last year 2021 um assuming i wrote this date down correctly which i'm actually not positive that i did because the formatting is weird uh it's on all modern platforms because it's a new nostalgia game mm. um and i do want to give a quick shout uh this game was actually brought to my attention um from one of our uh co-podcast another podcast in our genre right. uh called pursuing pixels um so there'll be a link in the show notes to them um they're good dudes. They make a good podcast. Um, they're also like hyper active on Twitter. Like they really like think out loud on Twitter about the games they're deconstructing. So it's like they're fun to follow. They're yep. Seem, seem like seem like nice people. Um, so there'll be a link to their stuff in the show notes. Um, here's my my summary for the game uh, Attack on Titan. Um, <laughs> some people were sitting around a table, maybe at a coffee shop or something, and someone said, "What if Sonic and Knuckles could be locked on?" to Mega Man X. Mm-hmm. And then they just got up and went to an office somewhere and made that game. Yep. And that's this game. Yeah. Yeah. It, it literally feels like you had Mega Man X and Sonic go fusion. Ha! And then <laughs> attack on Titan. Yeah. Which I mean, to be fair, Sonic and Knuckles maybe 
other than the game genie were there any other games that you could connect to other games besides the game genie to me that is the the unique sonic and knuckles thing right is that you could like lock on sonic 3 mm, yeah right, right? yeah and, and that's what somebody was like now what if you shoved a super nintendo cartridge in there <laughs> absolutely but no it was uh it was it was very interesting and uh so you know and you kind of mentioned how it came to both of our uh you know into our spheres which was uh I think on Twitter, um, Pursuing Pixels said, oh, hey, you know, this this game is just like Sonic, but with a melee attack that changes everything. And like I looked at it, you looked at it and said, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, done. Yeah, no, we're and, in. And, and they one thing I do like about their show is they don't they're not pure critics like mm. they they like to promote. Mm. So when they share something, it's because they're enjoying it. Mm. And guy was like, Oh yeah, I don't really like Sonic, but having a melee attack changes everything. And I was like, I do like Sonic. So <laughs> will this be a like continuation? Like will make having a melee attack, make it even better. Or will that ruin my experience? And I was like, I need to know. And you, to your credit, uh, a couple times I've just been like, Hey, and you go, all right. Like with <laughs> no follow up, no explanation, no, like, I don't have to go to bat for why I want to play this weird game. You've never heard of it. Just like, okay. Yeah. yeah I'm in, you know, I, I'm, I'm open to new experiences. Oh, uh, so do we show? We do. Cause that, that would, I would say that was our new style yeah. experience. Right. Um, so if you like what we're doing, you can, uh, make sure you subscribe to the show. You can, uh, go to our websites, follow us on the Twitter's, uh, we're both there. Uh, I also stream most of the games we play on Twitch. I think I streamed about like 70% of this game. I think I finished it off stream, but I played the vast majority of it where, where people could say, um, which is always fun because a lot of like these indie games bring in like the indie fans. And so it's like cool to talk to those people. Uh, if you want to go a little bit above and beyond just being a listener, you can leave a rating and review, uh, or you can just refer us directly to somebody, uh, telling people word of mouth reviews, I think is always the best. And if you want to help support what we're doing with money, then you can become one of our patrons on the Patreon links in the show notes. And everybody who supports us on Patreon gets the after show, which is just more show, but only for people with money and then people. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you're you're listening to this on a smartphone, like you got a buck, (laughs) you got a buck, like the lowest tier is a buck, all that extra content for a buck. One one US dollar. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think right now we're up to, three currencies i think some mm. of our patrons are in canadian dollars mm. and i think we have one or two in euros it's kind of cool yep um and if it's a thousand dollars we'll take a video of lions slapping me into a pool yes that yep. one yeah for sure yep. yeah I, I, is this also going to become a bit you're just <laughs> you're just going to keep throwing out thousand dollar rewards <laughs> i don't know maybe if, if i can if i can remember need to add on patreon the thousand dollar tier with just question marks yeah yeah just yeah. It, i mean dealer's choice yeah there's a lot of things i would do for a cool g yeah yeah i mean there's a lot of things i wouldn't do totally yes that list is hopefully longer yeah Um, substantially (laughs) but but not as long as you'd think (laughs) so if you uh want i get to hit you in this yeah yeah Yeah, okay um so at any of the tiers uh uh, some of the upper level tiers including this new thousand dollar tier um (laughs) you get your name shouted out on the show so first we need to thank our 8-bit classics jacob a dragon named lilac yarno a biker named carol Jason, a dogged ear Mila, John, a duck build torque, and Kevin, Prince Dahl, Dahl, I couldn't I'll I, say Dahl, Dahl, Dahl. Yeah, because I, I, most of the time I was hard thumbing through some of those, so <laughs> no, I, would, I, would see, I would see it, but I didn't, they didn't get a chance to say it. Uh, and our sixteen-bit hero Michael, a servantile serpentine, and our full three D supporter David, Star Lord, Galaxy Wide Dictator, and First Citizen Arctivius Brevin. <laughs> 
There's a lot of characters in this game. So- Sonic games do not have as many characters. No, or or well, they did, and it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 not only the the number of characters. This actually leads us not into audiovisual, but into its own little subcategory called uh, notes on story. <laughs> I have notes. It's just the sheer volume of characters, the rate at which they're introduced, and their relationships to each other are a kafka-esque nightmare it's just it's all over the place man i mean like because you know (laughs) one of the again in my own personal experience one of the things that you should typically try to do is introduce the protagonist within the first you know like 10 minutes of your movie right and in a video game i'd say you should probably do it sooner than that probably yeah but like at first they, they they when the game first opens they show you know um the prince and the king and then the king dies yeah, and the aliens the aliens yeah. i'm like oh this is gonna be some like weird alien thing and it kind of is but not till like way later you know so then i'm like okay cool and then it's like okay so all that happened now let's talk about the protagonist it's like well then what was all of that about <laughs> could i have not gotten that like when it happened yeah maybe like, the character it happened to give me a fly and okay wait we're, we're way off we will come back to story because there's <laughs> so much to say about the story um but uh, if we're just talking about the the appearance and the it, the, the sounds, it appears game, like the story is a mess. And it, here's why. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Um, I thought the pixel art in this was phenomenal. Like not just good because it's aping an older style. They leaned pretty hard into things that wouldn't really have been possible on the Super Nintendo or on the Genesis, and. I have the utmost respect for the shovel knights of the world mm-hmm. where they're like, nah, dude, Ness restrictions. And they right. do, they cheat a couple times, but generally like that game sort of could have been on the Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Right. But I also just love beautiful pixel art and great chip tunes. And this game has both of those. Like the, yep. the pixel art is super fantastic and the music is just bops. Yep. So like, yeah, fine. Take advantage of that widescreen, get those extra frames in there, have more, you know, background variety. Cause you have the storage space, like go nuts. Yeah. And I mean, I think that, that, you know, the, the Shovel Knights where they say, you know, hey, necessary restrictions keeps you from drifting too far from, you know, like a nostalgic pixel art game into, you know, Sonic 3D Blast or whatever. Right? <laughs> um, but uh, this this game, to say that this game is Sonic with melee attack uh, from a visual standpoint is is 100 percent on the money because uh, it looks and sounds just like a Sonic game to the point where my actual note is. Uh, how they're not getting sued by Sonic Team is a miracle. <laughs> and well, thank God they are like cool with fan works because if you made a game that looked this much like Super Mario World, you would get sued into oblivion. Well, that's the thing is that Megan, when I first booted up and started playing it, Megan said, "You guys playing a Sonic game?" And I said, "No, it's actually uh, this game, Attack on Titan." And <laughs> Freedom Planet. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, um, it's it's this other game, Freedom Planet, and she was like, "Oh." man i don't know that looks like a sonic game to me and and i said well fortunately as a general rule it's kind of difficult to sue over overarching aesthetics you know and the game does ostensibly play differently enough that you could make an argument for it but yeah man i mean like it it just it goes to show you that uh you know you can make a good sonic game in the modern era right well <laughs> and and there's little things that are you probably wouldn't necessarily pick up on if you were just playing a Sonic game. But then when you see this and you're told it's not a Sonic game, your brain starts now dissecting little details, right? So 
the the characters the main character lilac is a dragon millie is a dog person mm-hmm. and carol is a cat person cat yes cat thing yeah. um me by the way that she like jumps yeah, yeah and and they're all super anthropomorphic but they're done in the style of sonic the hedgehog right the the big hands and feet big eyes big eyes right yeah. like uh kind of like rude dude tood attitude right yeah. um which is not like a bad thing but it, it's like you can't even just look at the main character and not be like oh this is like someone's deviant art like fan art from when they were a teenager that they now have the skills to turn into a professional video game and that's it's the slopes like the way mm-hmm. the platforms are the right yeah there's the loops there's just all these little things that are like oh this is surely they know and i mean they do right yeah. this is obviously like we wanted to make a game that is in the spirit of sonic the hedgehog um but but could you imagine doing this by accident and thinking like i made my own thing <laughs> and then you show it to someone and they're like cool sonic fan art yeah like, oh uh, convergent evolution <laughs> yeah no um b- very much so uh has has all of that look and very uh and and feel I, honestly you know if you had shown me the the character art for this game i would have probably said like oh is this from one of those new sonic games where they have all those weird side characters and stuff was this one of the portable sonics i never played yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely um i will say though that i did appreciate the because okay so it would have been very easy for them to have gotten somewhat lazy with this being like look man we're gonna make sonic but with a melee attack but they they didn't they not only did they create their own characters they created so many characters so so many characters as we (laughs) kind of mentioned in the the story portion of it um but uh but not only that though the thing that I, I appreciated was that I feel that all of the, the different characters, especially the playable ones, um very much so pass the silhouette test, you know? Yes. Which is nice because then, you know, their design is different enough that even when you're playing some of the same levels, you never are like, Oh, am I you know, like things are going so fast and then you accidentally try to do a lilac thing because you're clearly not playing as lilac, you're playing as Carol, you know. So the fact that they did put enough energy and effort into the character design to make it varied enough to pass the silhouette test, I appreciated. I I agree with that, and I think I don't know if the silhouette test normally includes this or if I'm just needlessly extrapolating, but I think uh, that extends to the way they move generally, like in cutscenes when they're just moving like characters, and the way they move uh, when you're controlling them like through the world, right? So Lilac runs like sonic basically right so when she's at like full speed she's kind of like leans down and like her little hair scales thing is like whipping around in front um i guess it's hair yeah anyway um but she you know she her body language is very you know like rude dude with a dude like so it's she's the sonic stand-in um and then uh millie is kind of like the tails like super innocent right but she has not only is her silhouette different but she like she lowers herself to the ground like a dog, like on all fours a lot. She kind of is like bubbly, you know, like arms out to the side, like Japanese uh, anime girl kind of thing. Um, Carol has is like really arrogant. And so she's Knuckles. yes, but she she does like a lot of defiant, like, you know, turning away or like she'll like lean over and say something like, you know, smart aleck. And it's just even if the whole thing was blacked out the whole time, you would still say like, Oh, this is Lilac. That's Carol. And that's Millie because everything they do, all of their uh, like characterizations are super unique. And there's a billion little facial animations. Like there's 
it looks like they animated like the eyes independently. They have like a lot of mouth flaps because there's a lot of talking. So, <laughs> so like a lot of body language. Um, sometimes they interact with objects in the environment. So like they didn't just say like, oh, these these are cardboard cutouts that look very different and and have a unique silhouette. But they spent like a lot of time on little subtle and I. I can't say this with 100% confidence, but I don't think they did like pixel warping where it's like they took a picture of the hand and then just warped it up mm-hmm. and down. Like, I think they actually redrew all of these animations. Mm-hmm. So There's just like a million frames of animation. Yeah, no. And, and, and again, this game is very, very lov- lovingly crafted. Um, and to your point, right, is that uh, I do feel that, you know, the the movement is very, very seamless and fluid for all of the characters, you know? So um, and that's really, really important in a game about momentum control, which Sonic games and by extension, Freedom Planet are, you know, so you can't have, uh, you know, really choppy animation because then that's going to if it then has to animate all of that stuff, you know, when you say, oh, I want to now, um, you know, jump and then all of a sudden you don't nicely curl into a ball. You like suddenly like hit hit a ball, you know, it, it it wouldn't it wouldn't quite feel right and it wouldn't quite play right. I do think that the degree of fluidity in this game does far outstrip anything that could have been done on the SNES or the Genesis. But again, it, it passes like the nostalgia test of it doesn't look like, you know, the Witcher three or something like that. You know, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't look like the last of us. It looks like, uh, it looks like a pixel art game. Yeah. You know? And, it, and it, it, it feels right. Yes. Right. It be, like when you say like, Oh wow, that was so fast and so fluid. And it's like, Oh yeah. Sonic games were like that. And it's like, mm, mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes, yes, yes, sometimes, but like, the reason Sonic Mania was good is because Sonic Mania is how you remember Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Right. The reason this game is good is because that's how you remember Sonic, Sonic 3 and, and Knuckles. Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, I, and again, just a, a final note on um, what you kind of said before. Uh, it just, the, the music is just banging, you know? Really I mean, good. Yeah, music's really great. Um, it's got a bunch of like, uh, kind of, it does sound like a Sonic game in the sense it's got a lot of like, you know, light guitar in it and uh yeah it just feels like just pulled straight out of the 90s you know yeah uh feels right um i do want to call out two things just so i don't forget uh the environments are as lovingly crafted as the characters mm-hmm. um there's six stages i think each with two acts it's, yeah. i mean it's structured exactly like a sonic game yep. right um but then you also see a whole bunch of other environments that you never play in because there's so many cutscenes. so like <laughs> you see not just the levels where you are doing stuff, but there's a bunch of additional artwork done literally just for the purposes of delivering the story. Mm-hmm. Right. And so a lot of variety and a lot of detail, um, they do the, you know, the foreground, mid ground background. So they can do the parallax thing when you're moving at high speeds and stuff. And it, and it all looks great. Um, and this is just something I have to say so that I know I'm not insane. Um, the font they use in this is the quintet font. It is the font from certain parts of ActRaiser. It is the font from all of Soul Blazer. Like it just is. Like I would this I would confidently slap that over. And it do you wanna? No. You shouldn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've played ActRaiser and Soul Blazer so many times. <laughs> but I just it did create like a tiny bit of cognitive dissonance because this is a game that I like. I played this on PC. You played this on your PS5, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're playing it on modern hardware, mm-hmm. but it is obviously aping the Sega Genesis specifically, or the, I guess, Master System if you're weird. Um, and then to see a font that I 100% associate with the Super Nintendo, because it was from, I, as far as I know, Quintet only ever made Super Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, I got over it. <laughs> but but every time there was text on screen, 
a little part of my brain just went like, huh? Uh, are we playing act razor yeah i don't know man it's it's the it's not just the shape of the letters but it's like the two-tone mm. thing where like the top of the letter is one color and the bottom of the letter is a slightly different color it's usually like a light blue or something mm. um yeah dude, I, I don't know i don't i mean it's great font but it's just like if you were trying to ape the vibe of the Sega genesis this is not the font i would have chosen <laughs> like, it's just I, I don't know maybe like one of the fonts from fantasy star or from sonic Right. Even though there's a ton of text in that game, like there is some right in the menus and stuff like it's just it, it's weird. Well, you know, maybe this was kind of like an Easter egg, you know, where it, where it's just kind of, oh, no, we're going to emulate this, this this Genesis game. The text that's going to be from <laughs> Super Nintendo. That's going to screw it. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> there's like one person who is ready to burn the world down and everybody's like, you know, you know, nobody cares, Jeff. No one's going to notice. And then you noticed yeah, that I care. Yeah. And then I burned the world. <laughs> gameplay. Uh, gameplay. Um, so, uh, one of the things, this is just kind of a, this will just ease us. Um, I really kind of liked that, uh, duels counted down to a one up instead of counting up to a one up. They did. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yep. Neat. Yeah. Cause like, I noticed that, you know, I was like, man, I'm collecting a lot of jewels. And then I was like, 26, that doesn't sound right. And then as I was collecting them, I was like, oh, it's, it's, it's counting down. And then when you hit zero, that's when you get the extra life, you know? Mm. Cause I kind of like that. Yeah, because it's just kind of it, it kind of takes the guesswork out because it's like, oh, do I get a one up at like 100 rings or 200 rings or you know whatever? It's like, no, man, but whatever they set it at, you just you just drill down to zero. I will say, though, that and and you may have gotten a little bit more experience uh, with the lives and continue system because you, know, you talk more than me. True. Um, <laughs> uh, is a uh, so. OK, so when you die, right, you lose a life and mm-hmm. then you kind of just go back into it right yeah there there are scattered throughout the world there are checkpoints some of them are obvious like at a screen transition right some of them are less so but they're they're not they're not like the big spinning right. uh lamppost from sonic like you you may have passed a checkpoint and have no idea right now when you actually die though uh when, when you when you lose all of your lives you can continue right and you get five lives back right yes. i did not see what would seem to be a limiter on continues uh so i agree i also did not notice a limiter on continues i think i had to continue twice because in the back half of the game some of the bosses get like pretty hard um but as far as i can tell not only are there seemingly unlimited continues because this game also has a save system but when you continue i'm pretty sure you even still pick up at the checkpoint right so and that was my experience as well so i was i I, but again i i think i continued (laughs) once you know and so when I did that, I, I took note. I'm like, I think that there's a limit on this, but I, I did not stress test it. Yeah. Um, I say all that to say that, I mean, you know, you know me, I love, I love short cycle time. So great, you know, but there's one currency in this game and it's lives. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what, they probably did with how thoughtful most of the other stuff we're going to talk about in the, the gameplay section is what this seems like to me is it's just fun to collect crystals. It's just fun to collect coins and rings, right? It's just, it's just fun. But most people don't love getting kicked back to the title screen right. and having to start the game over from scratch. So they kept the currency and they even kept the thing, the currency buys and they just made that thing intrinsic only. I want to say I didn't have to continue. Mm-hmm. I want to say I, you know, had 99 lives, you know, when I finished the game or whatever, but like the game doesn't care. I have to care. Right. And 
for a game that is specific, like that would be weird in a modern game. Like that was trying to be cool and modern to still include that. But for a game that's specifically going for that sweet, sweet nostalgia trip, I'm like, yeah, that's, that trade-off kind of makes sense. Like, keep the fun collecting crystals part because every once in a while there's something that you collect crystals and it's kind of risky, yeah. right? So it's like, like keep the fun. Will I risk falling to my death to get these like five extra crystals? But then you know, just let me play the goddamn game if I make a mistake. <laughs> it's like it's, it's not bad. No, it's it's not bad. But I think that for a relatively uh, minimal cost. So so again, so so basically, what that means is that ultimately, to your point, right? crystals have no real value you know because you're just you're collecting them because we're human beings and we like to collect things you know uh they just <laughs> literally just open up our brains and like direct line into the, <laughs> the, the the ape skull of you know uh yeah collects things monkey um so i say that to say that there there could have been a number of different things that they could have done to in my opinion you know uh get around this one uh you know and this would have just been fun for me which would have been like uh whenever you get it counted all the way down uh, maybe for the rest of that level or something, double your stamina bar, you know, mm. something some fun, you know, just a little thing that would be like, you know, not game breaking because that means you could now do two dragon dashes instead of one for by the time you collect the hundred, the last quarter of the level, you yeah. know, um, automatically give me a shield, any of them, you know, Ooh, you okay. know, just, just something that, yeah. you know, would have been kind of like a, yeah, I collected them all. And now I got a, a very minor thing you know that that is actually a currency that improves gameplay you know so so keeping the collecting things is fun that that mechanic stays unchanged right but please do the modern thing with the live system and so pivot the collecting things is fun to now has this other small mechanical yeah just small small mechanical benefit it doesn't have to stack it doesn't have to carry it doesn't have to do anything like that because ultimately even in sonic right when they kind of in the later ones when they said like okay you know rings like like lives like even when you lose all of your lives it just kicks you back to like the beginning of act two or something like that right uh well but what rings then did was they activated the portals for you to get chaos emeralds which you could use to turn into supersonic which gave them meaning again outside of just gaining lives. well and i was about to say this and then i just realized oh that's exactly what supersonic did (laughs) which is when you turn into supersonic not only do you have to pass a certain threshold but then they count down right and when you run out of rings not only do you revert out of being supersonic but you now have no rings right right and there's no way to turn <laughs> supersonic off you have to you run the car until the gas tank is empty <laughs> yeah so um i think that would actually be um that that probably would be the way to do it is like while you have uh you know it, count up to 100 maybe yeah. whatever like instead of doing lives like just remove lives and continues entirely right yeah. I, I can just continue endlessly or i can continue to play endlessly um and then i have a shield that like the shield now can't be taken off of me but now my crystals are counting down sure. right and then that creates an interesting relationship with like oh do i want 100 because then they will start counting down right, right. do i want to wait and get 100 when i'm like closer to the boss or whatever um or the double dash something right yeah. I, I think um I think the decision they made was the, in the correct direction. It, yeah. It's in the correct direction. And it's the simplest, it's the simplest modification, right? So right. it's like, we're going to change this one variable. This collecting things is now just fun as opposed to allows you to continue playing the game, mm-hmm. but they didn't then. And I mean, the, the sequel to this, I think actually comes out this year <laughs> um, or <laughs> maybe early next year. Um, but they didn't then take the next step. And that may have been intentional. They may yeah. have been like, no, let's let's just make a tiny tweak. And then if that tiny tweak goes over, OK, then we can make another tiny tweak and kind of yeah. iterate. 
Yeah, and, and that's the thing is that, you know, definitely I would rather them do what they did than make lives mean something and kick <laughs> me back to the beginning of the game. Because I, I can tell you what, man, if I had hit that continue screen, instead of that, it just popped up the title screen. I would have put the controller down and not picked it back up. Like, well, and it, it does Sonic 3 style. You have the little yellow yeah. box so you can save. You get multiple save files. But still, there is something just a tiny bit soul crushing yeah. about, you know, you die and then you Sega. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> So I definitely I definitely like that. But yeah, I mean, you know, just just some little thing that improves gameplay to be like, hey, don't something extrinsic to uh, collecting the gems, right? Just some some type of like external reward, because and again, this I think is one of the key differences between us as players is that I think that you find collect a thought, the, the act of collecting things slightly more joyful than I do. No, a lot more. OK, I love it. <laughs> love it. OK, yeah. So to me, like. I, I enjoy collecting stuff, but that that peters out real fast. And then I've got to have like a thing, a reason that I'm collecting things, not because I don't enjoy collecting things, but because there are other things I enjoy doing more. Yeah. You know, no. And, and not not every game I've played that has that mechanic is equally fun. Mm-hmm. But w- when, you know, uh, Donkey Kong Country, uh, Super Mario uh, and many any of its like iterations um yeah i just love love picking stuff up and i think part of the reason i like it honestly is because i hate actual physical clutter <laughs> so this allows me to scratch that itch nice. with no consequences right no matter how many rings i make sonic pick up no matter how many gems i make lilac crash into at a thousand miles an hour like i never actually have more physical crap in my home yeah i will tell you i actually um i said this to my parents at one point uh several times actually which was uh you know they, they they were talking about getting a gift for the kids. And I was like, remember, when you buy a gift for my children, don't think about it in terms of money because it's your money. I don't care, right? Don't think about it in terms of like sound because I can I can tune that stuff out or just take, negate the sound quality to it. I want you to think of it in units of how many times I have to bend at the waist to pick up that toy <laughs> because that's what matters to me. So if you get them a toy that when they dump it out, a thousand tiny things roll all over my house, I'll kill you you know no that yeah okay yeah so so you know like like yeah so legos you know it's like that's that's fine but you know because legos when you dump them all out they kind of all stay in like a pile you know so i can sit there and yeah they're not round right but you know like a lot of like the uh um you know like those like round like bouncy ball toys and stuff you know if they dump them out and pulls all over the place i'm like oh man that gave you 0.2 seconds of joy and just caused me a half an hour of crawling all over this house on my hands and knees i pick it up yeah, no. don't like that collectathon. <laughs> no, that, yes, and I'm a hundred percent with you on this. Um, so, since we talked about the crystals, uh, this seems like a good time to talk about the combat because you specifically mentioned Supersonic, yep. right? So, Sonic's crystals or Sonic's rings are to Lilac's crystals n- only in the collectability. Get get a one up, yep. right? Yeah, the collectability, the get a one up from this. They but, are not tied to life, right? Right. She has an honest to god health. They're pips. They're, yeah, pips. they're pips. They're, yeah. they're uh, I think they're red leaves, leaves with like a gold outline. Mm-hmm. So like they like they've been dipped in gold. Um which I don't was there an explanation for that? Why mm-hmm. they're red? Okay. Um quick side note, we will get into this uh more when we talk about the story. There's a lot of American teenagers think Asian stuff is cool <laughs> in this game, and those leaves look very thing you would buy at a tacky gift shop mm. right like and i don't mean that they look bad in the game it's just like i have seen things like that <laughs> in a tacky gift shop and there's a lot of that throughout anyway um because this game has 
uh, an emphasis on combat, right? In, in, in Sonic, you could, Eggman could be the only person you ever interacted with, right? You could, yep. you could leave every single robot filled with rabbits and squirrels and chipmunks and stuff. But uh, in this game, because combat is a thing they specifically gave you mechanics for, they've kind of incentivized it, but again, sort of intrinsically. You don't yeah. have to deal with enemies. Well, every once in a while you have to, but generally you don't have to deal Outside with enemies. Outside of like mini bosses and bosses. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I'm there, trying to think. When you get into the spaceship, which is like stage like six, mm-hmm. I think, um, you there are doors that you have to open with keys. And every once in a while, instead of the key being in a box, it's in an enemy, right? But it's like that enemy is obviously between you and the door. Like you don't have to go hunting for it. You don't have to go murder every enemy. Like it's obvious, like in a, uh, like in a Zelda, all the doors shut and it's yeah. like, oh, I have to kill these enemies to make doors open. It's basically that. Um, but I love the fact that they said, we're not going to make the thing you collect for fun. Also the thing that keeps you from dying, you're going to just straight up have a health bar. Yep. And I can't. Maybe you can. I can't pinpoint exactly why I'm glad those things are separated, <laughs> but I'm super glad they're separated. Well, because I think that especially if you enjoy the collectathon, um, the stress of having all of your quote hard work lost in an instant, and and literally like when Sonic spe- when you've got like eighty rings and Sonic gets hit and you just see the spewing <laughs> of rings and you're like, oh no, because I mean. Are my you life gonna, savings are you gonna die no because there's a million rings you're gonna grab at least one or two maybe even 10 but that's not 89 rings that's not gonna get you to supersonic no that you just explained it sonic has a health bar that you constantly have to struggle for mm-hmm. because you're always one hit from zero right sonic always drops all of his rings so if you have 500 rings or one ring you can take the same amount of damage mm-hmm. right so in a Sonic game, if you get hit, you lose all your rings and you want a lot of rings so that it's easier to recover at least one. And then if you get hit again and you now you've dropped a subset of a subset of a subset, right? And you loop until you eventually screw up and die. Um, and this, because you just straight up have a health bar, not only does that mean you have, a, you can make a bunch of mistakes, right? Because your health bar is actually pretty large. Yeah, it's pretty generous. Um, and I think each pip is, I think, two it, hits. It is. So you have like eight pips, which is really like 16 hits. Mm-hmm. Um, and some things do more or less damage, whatever. Um, but they've also, because now the thing you do for health is not the thing you collect, there are things that generate health that are, because you can't do that with weird collect-a-thon items like the crystals, right? So sometimes you kill like several enemies in like quick succession and life just comes out of them because mm-hmm. you like did a cool thing or you like knock over like a, a destructible piece of the environment. It just has health in it. And I didn't stress test this, but I guarantee you some of that is like programmatic. Mm. Like this had health in it because you needed health, right? Not if you had come through here with full health, this would not have dropped health or, or more than half health. Right. Know? Yeah. Where, wherever the line is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And, and to me, uh, to your point, right, is that, you know, Sonic always has one hit point, right? One or zero hit points, right? Um, and so, uh, so that's the thing is that, you know, um, the thing I like about a health bar is that when I make a mistake, I can immediately hone back in on my true objective, not suddenly I have a sub-objective of <laughs> collecting rings, which sometimes is the thing that gets you hit again, you yes. know? Which can be frustrating because then, like, you'll spend 30 seconds where you're like, I haven't even tried to hit the bad guy because all I've been doing is running around trying to grab this one ring and it's desperately keeping me alive, you know, or, uh, 
Um, you know, you're playing with your son and then all of a sudden, like, you get hit and you're like, quick, Teddy, grab that ring. And then they miss. And then you're like, I, but I still love you. <laughs> <laughs> Good try, buddy. Yep. But we're dead. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So um, I, I like that. Uh, just being able to, you know, again, make the mistake and then home back in. And then also, too, is that I feel it takes and this could be a double edged sword, but it takes some of the variability out of the uh, encounter in the sense that, you know, when I was fighting the the snake dude was the first guy whatever his name was like it was one of the names i chirped out oh yeah, yeah. um uh the snake guy he was the first boss that i, I actually struggled with you yeah know? um because i couldn't just brute force him you know he had to kind of wait and learn his patterns and all this stuff but like so the first time i fought him i hit him like three or four times i don't know but he just plummeted my health you know so then the second time i'm like okay i've gotten him like seven or eight times but i've got more health left you know so it allows you to watch your performance versus the goal you're trying to achieve and say, am I, am I doing a little bit better? Am I learning? Or is what I'm trying to do not working and I need to try something else? So I'm glad you mentioned the bosses because I completely spaced and I have no notes about this. <laughs> um, but one of the things I noticed about the bosses that I was really fascinated by is I also struggled because he's like one of the first like real bosses. Um, and I also struggled with him at first. And then I realized it's not a single screen boss like most Sonic bosses are. Mm. Most Sonic bosses in the you know the early 2D Sonics exist in a fairly confined space, mm. which puts Sonic at a massive disadvantage, right? Because his whole thing is got to go, go fast. fast. So when I was fighting Snakey McSnake and Snake, and he had like an attack where he like he shoots straight up in the air and then like kind of rains out everywhere, and then something happened where I ran off like the left side of the screen. Cause you encounter him when you're heading right, of course. And then I realized, Oh, there's like four screen widths of available, like, uh, you know, Coliseum for this great combat. And his stupid rain down from the sky thing only goes like a 20th mm-hmm. of that or you know, yeah. like 20% of that distance. So like you can easily escape it. If you flashy dashy off, the left right. or off the right side of the screen. I was like, okay, this feels like a lesson I should probably internalize and like fact check against the next boss. Do they expect me to use the ability to move fast in a large area as a way to outwit my enemies? And yes, they yep. super duper do. And with some of the later bosses, it's a little more obvious because the boss themselves is huge. But with the early bosses, they're like your size. Yeah. It's not obvious that fleeing from them at a million miles an hour and then coming back at a million miles an hour is part of the pattern. It's part of what they expect you to do. Right. No, I, I agree with that. That I don't know what it was, but with the, several of the bosses, that one in particular, my in the way they fought, my instincts were completely counter to. Yeah. You know, so yeah, like I, sh- I struggled. Yeah, because whatever when I would see them start to do a thing, whatever my knee jerk reaction was, put me into their line of fire. And I'm like, they had to have planned around that because especially now that both of us experienced that, right? You know, where it's it's just like, oh, this is what you know, especially that one where he shoots up, because here's the problem with that, right? Is that he shoots up and it rains down, right? Unless you accidentally jump over him. And then he shoots you nonstop. Yeah, and, and you, you get like juggled. Yeah, you get juggled and it takes away like half of your health. Yeah. yeah, so I'd be doing fine, and then all of a sudden he'd be like, I'm going to do my shooty thing. I'm like, crap, i got to get out of the way, and then I'd just <laughs> jump over him, you know? It was the uh, video game equivalent of taking something out of the microwave and being like, ah, this is burning my flesh. Quick, put it in your mouth, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, so uh, so I, I did really, really struggle with that. Um, one of the things, so kind of boss-related, is so 
there were a couple of times when I hit a brick wall on a boss, right? And I was generally playing with my kids, um, at least in the room, because, you know, this is a game that I can play with them in the room. Dark Souls, not so much. Um, <laughs> Less so. Yeah, it, not if I want them to sleep through the night. Uh, so what would happen is, you know, we, we'd hit a, a brick wall at the boss, and I'd say, like, okay, guys, we'll, we'll pick this up tomorrow, right? And then I'd pause it and, you know, eventually go play another game. Uh, the autosave mechanic does not... It autosaves you at the beginning of the stage. Yes. It's not at the last checkpoint. Yes. Which I don't really know why. I Yeah. I, I don't why know not just save it at the checkpoint? I don't know. Because like, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I played this game in fewer longer sessions, mm-hmm. which I, I usually try to have like some short sessions and some longer ones to like see if th- those are both enjoyable ways to experience the game. And so the the first time I loaded, I was like, oh, right. I just started, you know, stage three or whatever. And so whatever. And then uh, the next time I played, I stopped in the middle. And then the next time I went to play after that, I loaded. And it was like the opening cutscene to that stage. And I was like, no, no, but I already did a bunch of this. Yeah, I did. Granted, The stages aren't super long, but still, it's just like, come on. Yeah. Well, especially the the nice thing was that that's what gave me the ability to experience different characters because um, I got to the. I think it was the snake boss and then stopped, you know, and um, and then, uh, you know, went into reload. And it was like, oh, no, super psychs are at the beginning of the stage. And I was like, you know what? You know what? Now's the time. I'm going to try playing as Mila. Right. Because you're like, oh, well, I already I already spent money. I didn't mean to spend. Yeah. I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play as Mila. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm going to play as Carol. Mila sucks. Because um, <laughs> I, I played as Mila very, very briefly. And then I was like, I was like, oh, no, she she kind of works like Tails. She has some of that. I, I, I took a couple of notes, but then. I was like, th- this game was not built around her mechanics. So then I played as Carol for, Carol for up until stage four. And I was like, this isn't built around Carol either. It's built around Lilac. Yeah. And that was one of my one of my other notes, which was uh, just very much so like Sonic, where Sonic's built around Sonic. Oh, yeah. You know, where it's like, yeah, we created some other characters. There's some other cool mechanics and, and probably some secrets you can only get with certain characters and so on and so forth. And, and does it create some replayability? Absolutely. Does it create a much greater depth of game with very, very little cost. So all you have to do is create a character that moves a little bit differently as opposed to creating whole new levels. Absolutely. Definitely don't stop doing this. But man, if you got one chance to play through this game, you play through it as Lilac. Which the game does sort of steer you towards. Yeah. Um, so I will say uh, really quickly, just in case somebody has already tweeted at me or already filled out the feedback form on the website, this game came out in 2014. The sequel mm-hmm. does come out this year. Okay. Okay, so original the this one we played 2014 sequel is supposed to come out in the back half of 2022 um wait but at the but before you said 2019 uh i think i said 2021 i think i said last year yeah Yeah. because i was way wrong i was wrong it's pretty wrong i couldn't look it up until now (laughs) (laughs) i've been busy there's Um, stuff going on no the uh the the thing that um you need to internalize to be successful as lilac. And this is all related to the addition of combat, right? I feel like this is where the the fact that they chose to include combat is where all of the real deviations from Sonic, like how Sonic feels to play. They all come in with the combat because, uh, you know, you got snake guy who's like, and you know, shoots up in like a crazy Texan, like straight up into the air. And what they actually expect you to do is one of two things. One, just casually saunter through his sprite because by the way most enemies don't offer collision damage yeah they don't yeah which which is huge changing yeah yeah or they expect you to use the flashy dashy because when you use the flashy what you say did you say its actual name earlier 
Because I've just been calling it the flashy dashy. Her uh, like dash attack. I mean, maybe, but I like said, flashy. You said like dragon something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you, you when you use the flashy dashy, you are specifically invincible, and you harm things you collide with. Right. Right. So if you are on one side of an enemy and you need to get to the other side of the enemy, honestly, most of the time you can just walk through them. Or you can flashy dashy if it's a boss and you don't want to risk it. Because some some enemies in certain bosses do have collision damage, but it's almost never their whole sprite. Like, this was brain melting for yeah. the, the first, like, 30 minutes I was playing the game. Is I'd be flying a million miles an hour and I would run because Lilac doesn't roll. Even though I press down a bunch of times to try and make her roll, she doesn't roll. Carol rolls. Yeah, she does. <laughs> um, but it it's like you go flying through an enemy and there's that, like, sphincter tightening moment of, like, why didn't I drop all my rings? It's like, oh, because attacking is how you interact with enemies that is also how enemies interact with you yes just passing by them does not mean you get hurt and somehow they are unscathed they also have to initiate combat which is wild yeah like, it's very disorienting at I, first i, I kind of love it oh no i absolutely <laughs> loved it like it was because the and i think that the reason why is because none of your attacks are particularly have a have a great range you know so like you've got to get pretty close to them before you can hit them, you know? So because of that, it would have been mind-blowingly frustrating if every time you started to get close to attack them, and then just by virtue of them existing, they hit you. But it's it feels way more almost like a, a samurai clash where it's like we both entered each other's square, and then whoever actually attacked first does it. So it's it's actually kind of more fair in the sense that, you know you both have to attack. You know, if you're in each other's sprite and you attack, whoever attacks first gets it. But no, absolutely. And and the thing that I appreciate about it is that it makes it way more approachable for a younger audience, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah, because the world isn't just constantly hostile. Right, yeah. So I mean, there were a number, I mean, Teddy would be able to play, Teddy has played Sonic Mania, right? But Lizzie, my four-year-old, um, she was able to play this game because even though she wasn't great at attacking things, as long as she didn't run into them while they were attacking, it was no harm, no foul, you know? Um, so yeah, no, I, I really like this. I don't think that it, this type of thing would work for every game, but it definitely worked here. I feel. Yeah. And it, it's a, it's the biggest like mechanical change. I think to the formula, like mm-hmm. more than the stamina bar for your special move, more than the health bar, um, more than, you know, checkpoints being essentially unlimited as long as you don't you know quit the game. Um, the fact that you have to either choose to interact with the world or the world has to choose to interact with you really lets you maintain that roller coaster without the it honestly it creates a kind of intellectual honesty of if you are sonic and you are going at the speed of sound so fast you can roll through solid stone walls like, like right? speedo sound sonic yes which is actually from a different franchise <laughs> yes <laughs> so like if if you're moving that fast, but you're in the run and not the roll, the idea that when you collide with an enemy, you get hurt and they don't is asinine. <laughs> it's completely stupid. But, you know, I mean, it's a video game. We all just yeah. accept it and, and you learn to play around it and you and hopefully they design levels that make that fun and not infuriating. It's but it's a 10. Man. It's at least as a 10. Yeah. This one goes up 12 to as 11. <laughs> um, <laughs> But the fact that Lilac, who her whole thing is like, oh, she's super fast. Like, she's a dragon. Dragons are super fast. And she's like, one of the last dragons, whatever. But she can actually use her speed as a defensive thing, not an offensive thing. Because just running through the world at top speed does not 
essentially enter you into combat, right? Mm -hmm. Now, when you're in the flashy dashy, which only covers maybe what you think like one or two screen lengths. Yeah, something like that. It's not a ton, um, but you do actually damage things you collide with when you're doing the the flashy dashy. But I just really was confused as hell at first, but then really settled into like, I like this. I I didn't think about it being more forgiving to, to kiddos. To me, it just felt more like thematically consistent. Like, yes, she's running past them. Right. When it, it does kind of feed into more of what they were, what you were kind of saying before, where you, you kind of interact with the world on your own terms in the sense that, you know, you, you collect it on, you, you collect, collect the, collect the coins you want to, or the gems you want to collect, right? You know, kill the enemies you want to kill, you know, because you don't have to kill them because it's not like a lot of times you have to dispatch enemies because they're in the way. Right. And if you try to get past them, you won't. But in this one, you really only have to kill the enemies that you feel like killing. You only have to play the amount of the game you feel like playing. Um, speaking of, this game did something I think that was absolutely critical for the design choices that they made, which was they made a um, like adventure and a classic <laughs> uh, mode. And, and be specific about what the difference is there. My understanding is the only difference is that classic takes out all the cutscenes. Yep. And that's about it. Yep. One of my first notes <laughs> when I first sat down to play the game, because I was like, you know, oh, okay, this looks like this. This feels like that. Oh, there's different modes. I'll need to make sure I figure out what that is later. Nice. And then when I did circle back and I was like, oh, it, it removes the copious amount of copious. So many. There's just, there's so much story here. And I, <laughs> one questions if one needed this much story, but <laughs> again, you know, so to me, it's, it's, I was like, oh, this will be like a Sonic game. I know Teddy and to a degree Lizzie can play Sonic games. So this will be the game we play as like a family, which is also actually kind of nice because then while they're playing, I can be taking notes, <laughs> right. you know, as opposed to constantly like pausing and writing stuff and, you know, going back. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so when, when my kids are like, do we get to play the game now? You know, what's, what's going on? I'm like, okay. Cause at first I was like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to read, I'm going to internalize this story. Oh my god, I can't. I'm I'm really struggling to follow this. Okay, that's fine. I don't have to like listen to them say all of it. I will just speed read it so that way the kids don't have to deal with it. I still it's still too much. It's still, way too still much. Happening. It's way too much. <laughs> and and then there would be five or six scenes, which is weird, right? You yeah. know what I mean? Like cause I I would be fine if it was one fairly long dialogue intensive scene, but I mean, even Final Fantasy Tactics doesn't pull this shit, man. <laughs> Yeah, there are whole like eleven minute Adult Swim shorts. Yeah, that take less time. <laughs> <laughs> because, and the thing that bothers me about the multiple scenes is that not only is it a little bit jarring from a storytelling standpoint, but you think you're done and you're about to play the game again, and it's like, <laughs> oh no, there's more, there's more talking to be done by a character that you haven't seen in a while, and you're like, oh, and, and okay, I, I gotta say, and I, I do. I'm going to try and say this in a diplomatic way because I don't want to be needlessly about this. Um. The writing is not good. It's just, it's, 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 I would, the word I would use to describe it is immature. Right. This reads like a story structurally and the individual lines themselves, like it is someone's either first pass at writing something of this magnitude. Cause there's a lot of story, right? Yeah. There's a lot in here. Um, or they just, they were trying to go for a childlike, like what is the sort of story like a 14 year old or a 12 year old, like Sonic super fan would write. It just, it feels fan ficky. Like it's, yeah. it's just an immature writing style. Now to be fair, 
on the flip side of that, the vocal performances are actually very good. Yeah. So, yeah. so like you have these voice actors because every character is voice acted, right? Yeah. Even the, there's a couple computers in the end game that are voice acted. Like everyone who has dialogue is also fully voice acted and they really save some of the story. Yeah. Like, and, and you, unfortunately, it sounds like you missed some of that because you were like hammering through okay, it. I was, I was getting very impatient. Yes. yes. So like, you know, you're, you're getting impatient. Your kids are like, we want to enjoy the video <laughs> game data. Yeah. Right. And so like, please, Papa. I'm, I'm like sitting back, like listening to this and I'm like, this story is insane, but holy crap. She is so committed. Yeah, selling like, it. Yep. Here's uh, it in, in spoilers. Um, in like the later, uh, part of the game, like you think Millie is dead. And the blood curdling scream that Lilac lets out is like, Jesus, this woman's going for the Oscar. Like, <laughs> it's like this writing does not honestly merit this level of performance. Yeah, the writing very much so seems like, and this is just my thought on it. I mean, any number of different things could cause this, but it feels like this is a story that somebody had in their head for like 15 years, like since they were a kid, they're like, Oh man, like what if there was a, and then they they just kind of slowly added to it in their <laughs> one, head. One day I will tell the tale. Yeah, and then, and then eventually they sat down, put pen to paper and then just shipped it as is. All of that being said though, um thank God that somebody somewhere said, uh not everybody's going to be in this for the plot, you know? So, let's make a mode where it just and because it would have been so easy for them to just say, you know, Oh, well, if you just press start, then it'll skip each individual cutscene and you just have to press start 5 times. It's like or you really want it to feel like a Sonic game, play it on classic mode. And it just, it just, all that crap lifts out, you know? So, yeah. um, so I was way more forgiving about the, the, to me, the banana pants plot was almost like, yeah, it was, it was very juvenile, but it, it, it was almost endearing because I didn't have to deal with it. You know, yeah. if I had to deal with it, I would have been really frustrated that somebody thought that this was worth my time. But the fact that like I get to walk up and interact with it in my own time, it's like watching Thanksgiving. You know, it's like, that's not a great movie, but I don't know, man, you know, get some people together, get a couple drinks, be pretty fun. Every, every bit of this game just smacks of like passion project, right? Because the, the credits, I I was able to finish this game. The credits are not long, right? So this is a small group of people who wanted this thing to exist and they made it exist. Right. And that's, I love that. That's to me, that's an indie game can be made by a lot of people, but I feel like when you have 300 industry veterans who just happen to not work for one of the big studios it's like is this an indie game (laughs) like yes it was published independently but it has all of the benefits of decades of industry experience right right? this is more of like what i think of as an indie game of like these are not professionals or this is like their their freshman attempt like now they're professionals but they weren't before this game like this is the game that you know this was their 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 first battle right right? um the, the thing that uh kind of put me you know as a grown-ass man to the point where i was like okay (laughs) all right i said earlier there's a lot of americans think asian crap is cool in here Mm -hmm. and hey i'm one of them (laughs) i like japanese stuff i like chinese stuff i like thai stuff i like i like asian crap like i was raised at a time in history when all of that stuff was very like isn't this cool and exotic and i fell for it and it's too late to change my ways now. That, now like, you're in it. So as an adult, I try to honor it as opposed to co-opting it like I did as a child. And th- that I say that very specifically because there is a scene like in the first like you know, 25% of the game where you go to like 
the one like short guy with the big red hat who has like an obvious Napoleon complex. Oh and, yeah. And he's like, Oh, Hey, come in. And you know, I'm going to yell at you for like reasons. Cause he thinks he's in a position to be a jerk to you. And he's like, but he's obviously like powerless. So it's kind of played off for laughs. Mm-hmm. And he invites you to a banquet mm-hmm. and the food they have at the banquet is like sashimi. Yep. Sushi. Yeah. Right. And, and they're, you can hear it. Cause all the voice actors are, they're certainly American, right? I don't, yeah. I don't know what they, you know, if their English is their first language or what, but none of them seem to have any accents, right? But they go like sushi with like the very like a strong attempt at a Japanese mm. pronunciation. None of the other words are pronounced like <laughs> that. And then like the big anime, like eat it, like they look like Goku, like yep. shoveling it in, right? And and with Goku, first off, he is Japanese. And secondly, that's played for laughs because he's normally so hyper-focused on violence to see him indulge in food. And then later when Vegeta becomes a good guy to see Vegeta yeah. also indulge in food that way. It's just like, oh, this is funny because it's like, ha ha silly. These characters are silly all the time. So for them to then lean into like, oh, so kawaii sushi. I was just like, <sighs> and, and here's this will be the last thing I say about this. And then I will I will see uh, the floor. The reason that was cringeworthy to me because i was that 14 year old like i was the cringy white i wish i was japanese 14 year old growing up watching anime like swords are cool so like i'm not making fun of these people i was these people nice. right but but i was just like ah, i'd hope we'd moved past that <laughs> because i was those people decades ago they was those people a few years ago right. so it's like ah no let's not indulge in this anymore you can enjoy their culture without like being weird about it <laughs> yeah uh, fortunately i didn't I really yeah, you know, I don't think that I was ever it it's the last joke that closes a scene, so yeah. you were probably just like Oh yeah, yeah. Because I, I remember that scene and yeah, I I become frustrated at that point. Um I'm trying to think like because when I was a kid I I didn't really get into like heavily into anime and stuff until I was maybe senior, like about to go into college. Like, oh yeah, because <laughs> because that was the thing is that you know, a lot of the stuff that we kind of bonded over was stuff that I had like a thing that i had been into in that genre right mm, so mm. so when you're like oh yeah we bonded over rpgs the only rpg i'd ever really played was dungeons <laughs> and dragons like, that's it so like when when you're like yeah that but you know like, like you can get this crap on tap you don't need to get like five people together it's like oh my god you know <laughs> or you know like it's like oh yeah man you, you check out this anime check out that anime it's like they, they have this outside of dragon ball z how neat um anyways uh the, the only other thing that the only other real throwaway note that i have is that um there's a timer in this game comes up yep so sonic timers count down yeah so this this again i think kind of goes into the theming of uh you know play the game the way you want to play it right so you know i i liked it because uh again i was playing with my kids and so if there was a countdown timer i'd be like okay there's a hundred seconds left i now need to take over because otherwise we're going to die you know but the fact it just counted up i was like oh yeah you know now it's actually kind of nice because i can see how fast teddy can clear level versus lizzie versus me versus whatever you know yeah and also it was really kind of nice because um having a count up timer on the screen and you can you know hey teddy come here for a second see that when it says 20 your turn is over (laughs) and it is your sister's turn (laughs) until it says 25 and then it's your turn again yeah yeah yeah, that's um, I like that. That's, that's, that's smart. It's using using the tools afforded you by the game in, in smart ways. Um, I what I personally identified with it is at the end of a, a stage level act, whatever. Um, 
you get like a little report, like mm-hmm. just like the end of a Sonic act, right? Like how many crystals did you find? How long did it take you? Whatever. Like, and you know, it like totals up your, I think rank. Yeah. Right. You get some sort of ranking. I don't, yeah. I don't remember what they call it, but it's like, if you uh, are over 10 minutes, that knocks you into one of the lower rankings, which was not an accident because that's how long Sonic levels are. They're 10 minutes. Mm. Right. And mm. so I was just like, Oh, that's cute. Right. Because that there's no possible way that was an accident. Right. right. Even though 10 is a round number. Right. And it's, it's a base 10 number and it's super nice and everything, but like, no, that's not an accident. They yeah. picked 10 minutes because that's the Sonic level time. Yeah. Um, the one other thing I wanted to, uh, pick your brain about just a little bit is you, this game has, uh, difficulties, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's casual, which is written in like a fun rainbow font. And then I think easy, normal, hard. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there might be one like very hard or something in there, but there's, uh, I, I, I want, I want games to please be more clear whenever you're going to do this, right. because something I have fallen in love with is in a lot of modern narrative driven games that also have big action components uh your your uncharted's your last of us's god of um, war god of war right like tell me explicitly what the difference is between the the uh difficulties and please name them in a way that aligns with that so story mode right? right This is for players who mostly just want to, you know, see the world of freedom planitia and want to, you know, get the story, right? Um, you know, like normal, like this is the way the game is intended to be played. Right. Some then, challenge, some, yeah. Yeah. And then like super challenge mode, like levels don't have health drops or something, right? And it's like, but, and be clear and thoughtful about that. Like, because I feel like just you have half as much life or you do double damage or you know enemies do double damage or something is like that's not thoughtful enough like we we designed the game and then we doubled all the numbers and called it hard and we cut all the numbers in half and called it easy is i don't love that anymore and again like this is an indie game so i understand it's way easier to do what i just said um but in the casual mode because i i messed around with it and I, i don't know if the other modes have dramatic differences that i just couldn't easily pick up but in the casual mode, one of the dramatic differences that they should put right on the difficulty select screen is your health regenerates. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, that's casual. Right. Like you can basically just throw yourself face first against a boss and beat them if your health regenerates. Right. So unless you're not unless you're taking damage so fast that it outstrips your Wolverine healing ability, <laughs> then you can basically beat the game. No question. Right. And and like put that in an info box when I'm selecting difficulty because otherwise casual, easy, normal, and hard. I'm like, uh, I, I guess they're different. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. Uh, mostly because, uh, to your point is that you don't, you don't know going in what to pick, right? Because, you know, I mean, and, and even if you say like, oh, well, you know, the, the difficulties are like clothing sizes. I tend to be an XL, so I'm just going to buy an XL. It's like, yeah, but what if for this shirt, I wanted like a super slim fitting shirt? You know, what if this time when I played the game, I did just kind of want to go through and play casually, you know? Um, I do think the the word casual is a little bit better, but it would be, I think to me is that when you put in difficulty settings, right? The first thing is, the and, and this takes no additional effort in my opinion, which is just, like you said, descriptors, right? You know, this one is for people who just want to enjoy the story. Like, so normally what I see is, you know, casual story mode, whatever. Like this is for people who just want to enjoy the story. And then the next mode up is normal 
which is this is the intended experience. You know, like you'll you'll have some, you know, some encounters will be more difficult than others, blah, blah, blah. And then there's hard where it, where it says, you know, this is for people who want to like test their skill with the game. Uh, you know, you will be affo- able to make fewer mistakes and the mistakes will be more deadly, something like that. And then there's like very hard, which is any mistakes will be punished. You know, I'm like, okay, so I know I don't want to do very hard because I don't want any mistakes to be punished. Probably don't want to do hard because I'm not really looking to test my skill, but also I want a little bit more than just the story. So that helps me where I'm at. Then the next thing you can do beyond that is just be, to your point, upfront about what what things did you change about the game, you know? And then if you really want to go um, above and beyond, right, create a custom mode where you can change those things about the game, right? Which is, oh, yeah. Which is something that The uh, the Last of Us 2 did where literally you can go in and say like, all right, you know, I want the bad guy's aim to be this bad you yes know? because like yeah. i mean that game's like the gold standard now yeah yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. Ability stuff is, is it, so good is it compared is it fair to compare those two nope but, uh when did the last the original last of us well last of us two, last of had us all two? Stuff. okay so this came out before that right so so freedom planet 2 should have all that stuff easily <laughs> but and, and again though is is that if it is a, a a dial that can be brought up and down so for example like you know your health regenerates let's just say right um, not only should that be a thing that you should be able to turn on and off, I can't imagine it's too difficult programmatically to determine how fast it regenerates too. You know, so if you said, I want my health to regenerate, but only a little bit, you know, because I'm struggling with this part or whatever, or no, nah, man, I want it up at a five. I want like literally my, I want my wound to be knitting around the sword while it's still in me. <laughs> you know, so wait, that's, that's how I plan on disarming my opponents, you know? Um, or, uh, or you know, if it said, uh, you know, your stamina bar regenerates faster or never depletes, you know. Um, and to your point, right, is that I think that there are just so many different easy ways to um, change the difficulty where it's not just making the numbers go higher or lower, right? Where you could say, okay, uh, we've increased your jump, you know, uh, a little bit more. Um, uh, I mean, Celeste obviously did the things where, you know, you could change the speed in which it happens, right, you know. Um, and in this case, uh, a lot of the double jumps from Celeste would translate into double your stamina bar, four times stamina, uh, infinite stamina, you know, like just again, like all of these things you could do to just tweak the difficulty, but at a minimum, give me a description outside of, I don't know, you want to play on normal or hard. You know yeah. I mean, cause you know what that is? That's like me walking up to a normal, uh, just somebody who doesn't know me and saying like, Hey, we're going to spar. How hard do you want me to go? And it's like, uh, I don't know. Like how good of a fighter are you? I'm like, ah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough. Good enough. Kick your ass. <laughs> you know, first person I've asked today. Um, so I do. I'm good, sorry. Good enough to offer a thousand dollars for somebody to come here and try to kick. My- <laughs> so I, there was actually one other thing I wanted to ask you about, and weirdly, that violent uh, metaphor reminded me. Um, <laughs> so, did you experiment or rely on or care about the fact that you have multiple, like, different attacks at uh, all? Yeah, I mean, to a degree, because, like, there's a circle attack, the double X attack, and, like, the triangle attack, right? And, like, the square attack, if I remember correctly. No. I'm thinking of something totally different. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so what I'm talking about is, like, you can, um, like, up attack, and then down oh, attack will make yeah. you, like... like I, I didn't screw like, around with that a whole like, lot. Like, sure, you can, and then, right. Yeah. Um, And also, you're, you have a double jump, which draws from your stamina the same way your flashy dashy does, right. and you can't flashy dashy without a full stamina bar mm-hmm. right so the flashy dashy is an attack and then the your double jump is like cyclone and you do a little spin and while you're spinning you can also do damage and i thought circle was awesome maybe i think i mean i i could have very possibly screwed this up <laughs> um but continue yeah. and, and so what i what i noticed because there there is like there's a bunch of combat stuff 
Um, and what I noticed is the more mobile you are while you are causing damage, the weaker that attack seems to be. So like the the uppercut and then downward kick is like it's in a it's in a pretty tight horizontal space and you just kind of go like almost straight up and then almost straight down. But that one seems to hit hard. The cyclone, you are double jumping and you have amazing air control. So you can like fly all over the damn place, right? And that one doesn't hit all that hard, right? The flashy dashy, you are invincible while you're doing that. So that one hits the least hard. And I was like, oh, this is this is pretty smart. Like the riskier the attack is to you, like if you screw it up, you will get hurt. Then the more damage it causes so that there's a very clear cost benefit. Like why would you want to use the, the shore you can when you could just flashy dashy back and forth in alliance? Like, well, yeah, you can. But if you just flashy dashy to one side of the screen and then the other, you will eventually kill the boss. But it'll take a thousand years, right? <laughs> and if you land like a handful of shore you like they're done. Yeah, I didn't. Like I said, I didn't use the the up up square down square a lot. Um, the 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 feel, and I I don't have I have zero data to back this up. But the feel that I got was it was it, it maybe less about like the intrinsic power of the move, and more so the number of frames you were likely to stay in the enemy's hitbox while executing the move yeah it's power versus mobility right which is which is kind of saying the same thing in a different way which is to say that like when you do like i think that the flashy dashy would do as much damage if their hitbox was the length of your flashy dashy yeah if you were drilling them the whole time yeah 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 so because um what i would i mostly did was the the double jump but I would then just use my air control to just stay like right on top of them. And I felt that that dealt like adequate damage typically. Yeah. Um, so that, that was the main thing that I used because I did also rely on its mobility to peace out when, yeah. you know, things got real. Yeah. And that, that was how I, cause I went half the game easily without really thinking like, Oh, these attacks are different mm-hmm. in a meaningful way because there's this one boss that was just eating my lunch. And then I went, I stopped using the cyclone so that I could save my stamina for the flashy dashy, which meant I had to just jump and hit like regular attack. And the regular attack is more powerful because it has a smaller hitbox and you only have like a smaller window of time where it will, will actually hit them. Um, and I, I beat them that time. And I was like, Oh, this hits harder. Like, ah, Oh, okay. Right. And so then that like made me kind of experiment with a little more. And I mean, you can be perfectly successful, probably just relying on, almost any one of them there's there's one boss that you have to use exclusively the flashy dashy to beat just because it's like the big dragon and you gotta move back and forth across the stage um it's actually a projection from a robot that looks like i don't know um story's weird (laughs) but But, to be fair the robot was genetically engineered (laughs) by dragons (laughs) um but yeah i just i thought that was like you can tell a lot of the the little mechanics they change and you know what i'll just say uh let we we can take this into the last uh bit here did it uh did it learn from history mm-hmm. um you can tell that a lot of the things they changed they made small changes on because they were like whoa we we don't want it to completely feel like a new thing we still want it to feel like sonic the combat is such a change to the sonic formula that that seems to be where a lot of their thought mm-hmm. and intentionality and like we're going to try to fine-tune these things so that it feels good because we have nothing to compare it to. Right. We know how fast the screen should scroll. We know what it should look like to feel like you're going fast because we can just steal all that wholesale from yeah. Sonic. But like punching, kicking, flashy dashy things, like that's all new, right? So that's it, it seems like that's where they put all their attention and to tremendous effect. Right. So for me, like 
no nostalgic goggles required. Like the ridiculous ass story, notwithstanding. Like this game is phenomenal, super, super great. Yeah, so agreed. No, no nostalgic goggles required. Um, the game, you know, it, it's it's fun. It plays very well. The things that it does change are fun and interesting. It's kind of like saying, you know, I really, really love, um, uh, I really, really love steak, and they're and they're like, oh, well, have you have you tried steak with a little bit of horseradish sauce? And it's like that. No, is that good? And it's like, oh man, you should try that. You know, and you try, and you're like, this is nice. It's not completely different from steak, but pretty good. You know, um. So yeah, man. Uh, you know, like as far as uh, you know, like the, this this game, I think it's really good. I think it's really popular. I think it's gonna fly off the shelves. I think it's gonna go fast. The curtain falls. The music plays. The credits roll. Then it all fades to black. And you're left by yourself. The fanfare is gone. There's no player two there by your side to share victories won. But as you slowly progress down the hall to your bed, a few great events leak back into your head from the time that you spent traversing the land. Battling evil, fighting the darkness, just sword in hand. Your memories creep in with the edge of a smile. You realize again what you lost for a while. You're gonna think back much less on how you saved the day than on all the experience gained. Sonic, play this game. If you don't like Sonic, play this game. <laughs>